dining allow customers to be served in whichever way they desire. Uncle Dan's is proud to serve Central Texas Monday through Saturday with locations in Waco and Hewitt. Come visit the loyal staff at Uncle Dan's today and experience their rich history and family recipes. show and uh, we've had a uh, set change I believe uh, we've got folks rolling in the weather is starting to uh, dissipate I think that's a, another great reason why you want to get out tonight to the Farrell Center the other night was just kind of a <laughs> game started late it was family night it just it, it, all the weather was coming in everybody was scared it did not work out I'm hoping tonight in today's sun melts everything away. Uh, Curtis Quillen is a uh, sports director at Channel 6. He's a man that I know some of these uh, uh, some of these sports shows and, and uh, news channels, they have shown that during the pandemic they were able to do the shows from uh, iPads and laptops and everything at home and had their, their equipment. Curtis, how are you how are you uh, holding up during this winter event? I'm great. Uh, you know, this stuff in front of my house is starting to thaw. So um, if it stays that way and it starts running off quickly enough that it doesn't refreeze tonight, that uh, we might be able to, you know, leave the house for the first time since Wednesday. Um, I've just been uh, taping my shows in my living room like it was peak uh, peak pandemic. Um, same way we did sports for, gosh, 13 months uh, at the beginning of COVID. And um, you know, this is a this is the first time that in a day and a half that there hasn't been a uh, inch thick layer of ice just completely trapping us inside our house. So uh, we're making it through. We're staying warm, that's for sure. Now you were supposed to be the realignment's always fun. Um, for years, I remember uh, all those years I was working in Dallas. They, they had a big facility like at Birdville, and all the Metroplex coaches and ADs and everybody would get together. It was like the stock market. And then, of course, you're trying to get your, your schedules together, and they make these huge announcements. And I know the same type of thing would happen uh, in Central Texas. This was different. This all had to kind of happen via, I guess, the UIO website. And then I saw the other day um, I was kind of monitoring your uh, – your Twitter account, because you did a great job getting all the information out, Curtis. So congratulations to you. Props to you for that. For sure. But uh, you were, uh, you were, you know, it was like you were having to refresh and, and, and see what was on the UIL. Uh, was it, I guess that was a whole different experience, still sort of chaotic and exciting. It just kind of happened. The delivery of the news was in a little bit of a, a different manner. Uh, were you, uh, what was the, what were, what were the biggest like surprises to you? Like right off the bat, what were the what were the the real eyebrow raising moments for you as the uh, as the as you started trying to kind of peek through everything and look at all the Central Texas uh, districts? You know, a couple of the things that I thought, and until the day before realignment, the only thing that I had heard with Six A was that the Bell County Six A's would be grouped together and go somewhere toward Austin, and that turned out to be correct. Uh, it wound up being Clearville Weiss. And it turned, wound up being a huddle. I didn't know that Brian was going to stay in that district. Everybody that I had talked to before the day, right before the stuff came out, 
um, was Brian was 50-50, whether he would stay with the Bell County schools or go back toward Houston. I, I was pleasantly surprised uh, at the fact that they brought Midway back to the Central Texas district. I think them moving uh, Skyline into that District 11-6A, I mean, I don't think that uh, Reggie Samples at Duncanville, I, I don't know him, but I would venture to say that I don't know that he was the biggest fan of driving past Grand Prairie to get to Midway. Um, and so I think it makes the most geographic sense. Um, and then there's the obviously um, the competitive side of that. But the biggest surprise to me wasn't so much what Lake Belton's district was, although I can get into that because I have some thoughts. Yeah. But the fact that Lake Belton, Shoemaker, Colleen, Ellison, and Waco High are all getting sent to Region 1. So if anybody in that district gets past somebody from the new Alito district there uh, in 3-5A Division One, there in the first round of the playoffs, next up is either Amarillo or El Paso. Like, we're talking about a team on Lake Belton, Matt. Like, <laughs> I was shocked that they, were, that they went Region 1. Absolutely shocked. That was, to me, the most shocking part of the entire time. I think I expected Stephenville to wind up in China Springs District, although I anticipated Brownwood being there too. Um, and I think I expected uh, Lorena and Franklin to basically fill out 11-3A Division One with Caldwell moving back up to 4A. Yeah, I, you had a couple of comments that, um, you know, like Elkhart, for instance, in, in kind of the heart of East Texas, ends up in the district with, I know Clifton's in there, and I think you, you were doing the – the drive on that was that three hours or something. I mean, yeah, it's like three hours from Clifton to Elkhart. It's three fifteen uh, from Florence, which is in that district. So Florence, a town between Colleen and Georgetown on one ninety five, is in the same district as Elkhart. And the way that uh, when I talked to Chuck Canniford, um, he he mentioned that you know he's just kind of accepted that Clifton is almost too big or too small, depending on which way you want to go with it, uh, for its geographic location because there are no 3A Division IIs out that way. And so, you know, they'd be better served being either a 2A D1 or being a 3A D1. And so Elkhart's just kind of in the same boat. Elkhart dropped from Division One to Division Two, and there's not any D2s really close because if you look at the UIL map, Elkhart really only had one option to go to, and it was into this district. Although, when you look at the drive, and let's take let's take West Texas out of the equation, and let's take High Island out of the equation, that's a heck of a haul. Three fifteen by car. So add, you know, I think Canford said when they're doing um, drive times for these school buses, they add about a half hour to account mm -hmm. for the yellow dog. You're talking about an almost four-hour drive for a varsity football game. Goodness gracious. And you came from a place in the San Antonio area, uh, Valley, whatever we want to call it, that, uh, that uh, you all had some good drives. You, 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 had some, you had to get on the, the bus and spend a little time. But uh, these are – it's asking a lot. Uh, talking to Curtis Quillen, sports director at Channel 6. Curtis, can you name – the greatest player ever at Baylor who played high school football at Elkhart. Does that, would you be Ooh. able to take a crack at that one? Uh, I don't know. That is a trivia yeah. question that is above my okay. level of expertise. Although I do believe there is a current 
Texas high school coach, former Power Five head coach, who uh, cut his teeth as a head coach there in Elkhart. Am I not mistaken? Am, am I correct? You know, you would only know that one. I can only answer the question I put out there, which is John Mosley, my father from Elkhart, Texas. Oh, that's very cool. Played defensive tackle at Baylor from 66 through 69 under the uh, the John Bridgers era at uh, at Baylor. So anyway, yeah, when you talk Elkhart and you started talking about that, that grabbed my attention because I love to kind of keep up with the Elks because I got people from that area, Palestine, Elkhart, the whole the whole group there. Uh, now, Curtis, what um, uh, some of these other things, like Midway, Kali, Temple, I, I just think there has to be so much relief in all these schools to get out of I mean, it was ridiculous playing Duncanville and, and uh, DeSoto. I mean, at first when that was announced, it was kind of fun to think about. And then in, in actual practice and seeing it, it, it just it just seemed like completely unfair uh, and it just did not work out at all and and so i think now uh shane out there at, at midway i mean you know he can start to build the program up and get it it's just it, it just tears you down as a program when you have to go play games against those three teams i i didn't mention cedar hill those three teams over the past however many years you may have had the stat i saw it somewhere are like a combined 75 and 16 and probably their only losses right, are against each other yeah. It's, I mean, honestly, when I talked to Shane Anderson yesterday, because obviously Midway going back with uh, Coppers Cove and, uh, and Harker Heights and, and Temple was a really big story. Matt, this is the first realignment since I've been here where the big schools were the big story of the day. Um, and to the point where, you know, if we hadn't gotten frozen in, I would have been in Round Rock to go talk to these big schools tomorrow, uh, yes, yesterday instead of in Waco. Um, and to be quite frank, one of the things that Shane Anderson was happiest about, it had nothing to do with the level of play because he even admitted there's not much you can do about that. You just have to show up and play, and we didn't. He said the thing that I'm most excited about is the travel because it, it, his average travel time cut, I think he estimated between 20 and 30 miles um, in district competition. Midway to Temple is probably 30, 45 minutes on, on a yellow dog, depending on, you know, the traffic on I-35. Yeah, so yeah. you got to give it a wide range there. Um, but, you know, you're talking about – he. one thing he was telling me was you go to these basketball games, and because he is the, the high school campus athletic coordinator there at Midway. So he'll go to a basketball game up in, I don't know, Waxahachie or Cedar Hill or DeSoto, and he, he'll get home by at 11 o'clock that night – in his car, well, then you got to factor in what time the kids are getting home on a bus because the buses can't go over. I think it's 55, and like he can drive the 75 on 35. That's not an issue because he's in a car. And so it's, it, you know, I think he brought up the point that it's, you know, for football, it's not that big of a deal. You're going to have some drives for football, but it's on a Friday night. Like it is what it is. But for baseball, for volleyball basketball you've got tuesday night games on the road man you've got school the next day like and this cuts their travel down there i mean weiss isn't exactly the easiest campus to get to come uh, football season but i mean shoot you got two different easy ways to get to the field in pflugerville to go play weiss and then huddles uh you can see huddles stadium off of the toll road and so there's i mean it's 
that's an area of that's an area that I'm quite familiar with, um, thanks to uh, my fiance. But you know, I think this is a much better path, not just uh, football wise, but travel wise. And then there's the obvious football advantages. But at the same time, you've got some really good programs in there. Temple is one of the winningest programs in the state uh, in the history of Texas high school football. Parker Heights has a kid who holds an offer from Alabama, and that can't go unsaid. Uh, Hutto is just a couple of years removed from a really deep run, and Weiss, in its first couple of years open, won a district championship. So this isn't, and then let's not forget about the fact that Brian came in, at, you know, looking like a pushover coming into that uh, 12 6 eight, two years ago and made the playoffs both times. And so, you know, there's this is going to be a, a competitive district. Um, and so it's not – I'm not saying it's Duncanville, DeSoto, Cedar Hill, but it's it, it's not a bad district. No, I, it's not. And uh, I love that you and your fiancé basically have most of the state covered. I mean, between you, you, you kind of you know how to you know how to uh, to, to cover all this. Uh, I wanted to, I wanted to throw out some of these schedules. I love how you know everybody has to get together and get it on Twitter, and, and they're like using reporters to try to help get them games and things like that. Um, I looked at one particular schedule, jumped out at me. Parish Episcopal. Okay, that's a school in the Metroplex. Mm-hmm. Here's how they're gonna. Here's what their schedule looks like. Okay, non-district. Parish Episcopal will going to start out week one, 10 times state champ Alito. Week two, Bel Air Episcopal. Uh, week three, 4A Division I state runner-up Austin LBJ. Week four, 5A Division II state champ South Oak Cliff. Week five, 4A Division II state champ China Spring. I mean, I, I that's that's pretty – that's a pretty amazing. Uh, I I don't know what they're doing over there. I, all I know is they kind of did one of those uh, Boise State like blue fields to kind of be different, but that is um, that that's 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 getting a season started right there. If you can survive that, you can survive just about anything. Oh no, no doubt whatsoever. And then let's you know on the China Spring side of that, let's not forget they added San Antonio Cornerstone, which is like a private school all star team there in week six since they wound up in a five-team district. No, I mean, Parish Episcopal is one of the most respected uh, private schools in the state. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, who, uh, you know, played for the Rams back in the day and was a Texas Christian in Temple for, gosh, for a long time. Uh, that's where that's where they hired him from. You know, he, he, was, uh, he, he was a successful assistant there at Parish Episcopal, and that's a school with a lot of respect in the private school world. Um, and it does not shock me that, you know, they're struggling to get some games maybe in the uh, Metroplex area. I mean, look, <laughs> you just listed off like three teams that made deep runs, went three rounds or deeper in that just from the UIL teams on there, including two that played in the state championship games uh, on Friday. Uh, LBJ is obviously moving back up, and then you've got China Spring moving up. Into the, and so between the new newly formed 4A Division ones and 5A Division one. uh You've got three teams on there who have some uh, some staying power. That's a heck of a schedule. One of the favorite matchups that I've seen. Have you seen Harker Heights in their non-district schedule? Because uh, that is an intriguing, intriguing um, schedule. Like they've still got a Colleen ISD rivalry game on there with Ellison. Uh, I saw Smithson Valley uh, was on there. Uh, Odessa Permian, I think, week four which is a really fascinating game, especially if the Mojo can get this thing back on the, uh, in the right direction. Um, 
Yeah, I'm a really big fan of uh, – here we go. It's Yeah, Ellison, Smithson Valley, and then Round Rock, Cedar Ridge in week three. So I'm really – I'm actually really enjoying seeing Heights' uh, non-district schedule with Cedar Ridge, a playoff, a playoff contender every year. Odessa Permia, one of the most tradition-rich programs in the state, and then an Ellison team that's going to look to compete for a playoff spot in that in that new District Four, Five A Division One. Yeah, I well, I agree. I, all those things uh, uh, fascinate me. I always, uh, I really appreciate your coverage, Curtis. And uh, by the way, sometimes you engage with the haters. I just ignore them. Occasionally, I mean, y'all, what y'all do <laughs> on high school football and high school athletics as a whole is unbelievable so uh you know i I know you get some goofy stuff every once in a while just uh you're you're really honestly not doing well unless you get some crazies every once in a while so just take that as a compliment about it It, i know it's funny to me it's the fact that i got that voicemail and i'm not even kidding i I heard it come (laughs) in on my email as i'm walking out of the studio and I was literally just walking out to grab my camera, get in the car, and drive to Colleen to shoot high school basketball. Uh-huh. And I get an email saying, we don't ever cover high school sports. And it, uh, <laughs> it was – I told my news director about it the next day, and he just goes, wait, are you serious? And I played it for him, and he couldn't, yeah. he couldn't believe it, man. Yeah. Well, I, I tell you, I, I, I just cannot get enough of this realignment. I'm sitting here right now looking at District 11, 2A, Division 2, because Alto and some of those schools, I'm just interested why, you know, like Elkhart didn't get put in some of these uh, different places. It's just it's just fascinating, all this stuff to me. I like watching it, the 3A, 2A, 4A, all of that stuff. Uh, all right. Well, hey, do me a favor. If you do go over there for the Baylor game tonight, uh, see if you can snag me one of those bucket hats. I know you're a, a true <laughs> newsman, and you would not wear something like that, especially a team you cover. I would wear a, a Baylor uh, bucket bucket hat. So see if uh, you know Krista Pirtle or somebody can can uh, fix you up with one of those, and then just hold it for me if you don't mind. I will do my best, but I'm still looking at a little bit of ice on this road in front of my house. So uh, oh, I'm starting oh, to gosh. doubt if I'll be out of here before tomorrow morning at all, my man. All right. I, I'll send somebody out, okay? I'll send I'll send a driver out for you. All right, Curtis, all my best. I appreciate it. Enjoy your weekend, Matt. There he goes. Curtis Quillen, chilling with Quillen. As we continue on the Matt Mosley Show, Aaron Sexton at my side, as always, and uh, Campus Confidential. We've got some interesting stuff going on. What in the world is happening at Auburn? It's all coming up next. Join us live from Rudy's in Waco for our next Baylor Coaches Show. Postponed until February 10th. Come and hear men's tennis coach Michael Woodson and acrobatics and tumbling coach Felicia Mulkey. Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show from 6 to 7 p.m. live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with your host, John Morris, right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. City Ranch Boot Company has a new location and they can't wait to see you. Choose your skin. Choose your design. Let them create that perfect pair of boots, belt, wallet, or handbag. With over 30 years of leather industry, owner Jay Kelly and his team know their stuff. Design boots for the bride and groom or the entire wedding party. Put your company logo on boots as sales incentive or thank your employees. 
Incorporate your ranch brand or the name of your ranch as a gift for your family. Bring them in for a lifelong memory. City Ranch Boot Company, custom designed, locally owned, family operated, and Texas made. City Ranch Boot Company brings you a unique experience. Shop off the shelf or design yourself. City Ranch Boot Company, located at 10267 North River Crossing, just off Highway 6 and 185, next to the Joko Building. Call them at 254-855-7225. Find them on Facebook and Instagram, too. Or visit their website, cityranchboot.com. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, DMRA Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. Since opening their doors in 1925, Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home has been honored to serve families like yours by providing a range of funeral services. Whether it's a traditional funeral, a graveside service, memorial service, or cremation, they believe every life deserves to be honored in a way that brings peace to families. Five generations of the Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home family have helped tens of thousands of Central Texans celebrate the lives of loved ones. Learn more at whbfamily.com. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Tickets and sponsorships are now available for the 2022 Texas Sports Hall of Fame Induction Banquet presented by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. The class of 2022 includes Bob Beeman, Chris Bosch, Robert Griffin III, Tony Parker, Carly Patterson, Mike Renfro, Susie Snyder Eppers, and Stacy Sakura. Meet this year's inductee class on Saturday, March 12th in the base at Extraco Event Center in Waco. To purchase tickets, please visit tshof.org or call 254-756-1633. Recently on the John Moore Show, it's time for guest, Campus ESPN Confidential. Our analyst, best in the country at uh, doing that for college basketball, and we appreciate every opportunity he has to come through Waco. It's all cyclical. Everything in college basketball at the power conference level is cyclical, except that over the last eight or nine years, it's been clear that the Big 12 analytically is either one or two. John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. That is uh, Matt Mosley, and uh, happy snow day. A lot of the kids at home all across Central Texas, into the Metroplex, down the Austin area as well. And so I hope everybody's having a fun time. People are starting to get out and about. And uh, remember the game tonight, uh, roads are looking uh, a lot better and starting to thaw. If you can get out there, I want everybody to be safe, but if you could get out there to support uh, the Baylor women tonight, at 7 o'clock they, sh- they could sure use you. I, uh, 
I was really wishing all these fun things they were doing, the family day and the oh family night, and then, of course, the, all these giveaways and TVs and, my gosh, uh, oh, uh, what do you call those things? Uh, the earbud pros or whatever. God, sounds so old. What is that? What are those things called here in the AirPod Pros or whatever? They're giving some of those away tonight. And then the first, I think, 300 students that come in the door tonight get a free dinner. Okay, you get a free meal uh, on uh, the Baylor women basketball. So uh, we will uh, we will we will kind of monitor all that. And uh, golly, there's just so much going on. Uh, that's going to be fun. And uh, Aaron was kind of. And uh, sure enough, the, 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 the sun was melting the parking lot. And so he gets in his car, he puts the chains on his tires, and he came rolling in. And uh, we were excited because for a while, Tom Barfield was running the whole thing by himself. He was feeling kind of lonely in there. But uh, he's had some folks come to his aid. And now, Aaron, the only problem is we now that we have you at uh, Eminent Broadcasting uh, Headquarters there off Bagby Avenue, you cannot leave. You have to stay up there uh, <laughs> yeah, no, all I'm... through tomorrow's game against Kansas. Uh, so yeah, you're gonna we're gonna need you to stay overnight. So just wanted you to just want to make sure you uh, understand what the uh, what the assignment is. Oh yeah, I'm here for a while. <laughs> all right, all right. But I hadn't been here um, in a while, so it's okay. I'm I'm monitoring this store this story. Uh, yeah, you you know you can use a few hours here and there. I'm monitoring some of this story about Brian Harson at Auburn. I, I don't want this to be one of those I told you so kind of deals. I, I do remember thinking it's a little bit of a weird hire. I, I, I mean, I didn't totally get it. I mean, he obviously was doing well at Boise State. I think Boise State was his background, where he's from. And uh, the he, it just hasn't gone well. In fact, they've had like 25 players uh, get in the portal to leave and – Right now, Brian Harson's future is is hanging in the balance. The next 24 hours are likely to determine whether he remains Auburn's coach for a second season. You talk about things getting out of control in a hurry. Um, th- th- some of this is coming from these players that are that are uh, leaving. Uh, there's a uh, defensive tackle named Lee Hunter who shared some of his thoughts. Uh, as uh, on Harson said, I chose to leave Auburn because we got treated like we weren't good enough and like dogs. Hunter wrote on an Instagram post Friday morning, I love you, Auburn Nation. Coach Harson has the true mindset for a winner but has a terrible mindset as a person. Oh, goodness gracious. Woo! That's rough. His post was then liked by Auburn players, and there's a whole long list of players. Um, went on to say, uh, this same player said, Auburn is a special place, always will be. I'm still a true Auburn-made man, War Eagle forever. I always loved Auburn since I was a kid. Uh, to my teammates, I love you and learned a lot from, from guys. Be great no matter what the reason I chose to leave Auburn because we got treated like we weren't good enough and like dogs. God, I mean, this is ugly. Auburn went 6-7 and seven in Harson's first season, including a five-game losing streak to end the, the season. 
He replaced, of course, Gus Malzahn, who is at UCF now. Aaron, this is uh, this is not good. Uh, in fact, this is really an ugly scene that is uh, transpiring there. And uh, I, I don't, uh, I, I did not. I knew Harson was having a rough time. I didn't think it had gotten to that ugly, almost like Hawaii was. The players were all leaving there. Hawaii had to go out and hire uh, uh, one of its old uh, great quarterbacks, uh, a young guy named uh, Timmy Chang, who was a great player for them. But uh, they, they had Todd Graham, I mean, just had made everybody mad. Now it sounds like Brian Harson has done the same thing. Aaron, occasionally what we find in college football is if, <clears throat> if you think to yourself, hmm, that's a strange hire. Well, that's a strange fit. Well, sometimes it is. You know, I think Sark is a strange fit at the University of Texas. Now, maybe it'll work out. Sark is a, a great offensive mind. He's trying to put together a good staff. He's brought in Gary Patterson to help things. But we might look up and go, wow, Sark, weird fit. It didn't work out. I kind of think even though Brian Kelly seems like a weird fit at LSU, they've had so, so much kind of nonsense there, even though they won the national title with Les and Coach O, that maybe a hardcore guy like Brian Kelly might be okay, even though in some ways he does seem like a weird fit. Now, while I brought up his name, Aaron, I do have to tell you, I know you were buried in the storm. I don't know how much of this you've been able to catch up on, Aaron, but the kid who uh, famously was in that weird recruiting <laughs> video dancing with Brian Kelly has decided to go elsewhere. Yeah, I did see that. I, I, and I'm trying to think what he chose. Alabama. Is it Alabama? Yeah. 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 That youngster chose Alabama, and that's that, that infamous video where they're doing some weird dancing together. And Brian Kelly sort of gets behind him and is doing some things with his eyes. Now, our friend Colin Cowherd seems to indicate that that's all, you know, it's like, Kelly is purposely like trolling the country, knowing everybody's laughing at this stuff. He's doing this on purpose. I'm not sure that's the case. Even recently, they tried to get him to do the gritty. People say, what is the gritty? I think, I think that's what it's called, G-R-I-D-D-Y. Well, it's some kind of weird thing like the New Orleans Saints folks do. And um, I think Adam Schefter was trying to do it, and he, and he tore his knee up. He, like, tore some meniscus trying to do the gritty. You know why that is? Because shocker of all shocks, Adam Schefter is not an athlete. <laughs> I hate to surprise people like that, but the man is not really that much of an athlete. Aaron, did you hear the, uh, I don't know, you, it might have been while you were getting ready to drive over here. At the start of the show today, Tom and I had a good visit about some of the, our favorite items not only at Sonic, but also Dairy Queen. Mm -hmm. And we talked about it. One thing, you know, Tom and I do not always see eye to eye. All right, Aaron, I don't, I, I don't think I'm catching you by surprise on that. I do think, though, when it comes to, like, fast food and food in general, we have a lot in common. We have a love for food. And, um, and like, when I brought up the, uh, the, the, like the steak fingers basket at DQ, I could tell I hit on something <laughs> with Tom. And, and we also both love Texas toast. Now, one thing he disagreed with me on is I believe that you should, that, that grilled cheeses, first of all, I love them. Second of all, I think they're meant 
to be dipped in ketchup. I just think it's a great. I think the combination of the of the of the Texas toast, the the, the toasted bread, the butter, then with the cheese, when you dip it in ketchup, I think it sets it off, and it, it is really something beautiful. Aaron, it seems like from what your first initial reaction is that you may disagree with that. If this was the 50s, I would report you to the House Un-American Activities Committee for dipping. <laughs> for dipping. Who was, was that McCarthy yes. and some of those people? <laughs> this man may very well be a communist. He dips his grilled cheese oh, in ketchup. No. <laughs> oh, no. I think it's – we had some people on the text line, the CMC Collision text line, that it's, did. it's not that strange. It's not my cup of tea, but I mean, it's not All that right. far out there. I mean, people, you know, I, I, I dip mine in tomato soup. I mean, there's a difference, but it is—is is there such a huge difference that that it really makes a difference? If that makes sense. That's they're tomato both tomato. Basil, yeah, they're tomato both tomato-based product. So you know. Yeah, tomato basil soup. I, I, I'm fine with that too. Dunking it in there. In fact, there's a food truck called. Uh, Annie's, what is that called? There's a food truck around uh, that, that shows up from time to time, a grilled cheese food truck, and you can and then you can do what you're talking about. Get that tomato basil soup and do a dunk. Do a dunk right into it. Golly, I get excited thinking about it. All right, Aaron, we're going to have to go here in a second because we've got a, a Baylor legend that's getting ready to come on with us. There was one thing, though, Aaron, I was looking at before I was looking at this uh, story usually Aaron does this segment and Aaron comes up with stuff but Aaron has been snowed in and he just thawed out and so I had to kind of jump in here and put a few things together today all right so if you're like why is Aaron not doing this well that's the reason all right uh Aaron CBS put together its college basketball power rankings I don't know who I guess they talked to all their experts and all that kind of good stuff Baylor's got this big game at Kansas tomorrow and Baylor, uh, I was I was trying to get a hold of John to make sure they got out of Austin and got in the air. I assume since he's not responding to me that they are in the air and everything's fine. All right, uh, the power rankings according to CBS: Auburn number one, Gonzaga number two. None of those were surprises. This was a, a little bit of a surprise to me, Aaron. You've got family on this staff. Um, they've got the Houston Cougars number three. I find this really interesting because star guard Marcus Sasser is out for the season. All right, and then they've had other players um, that, that have missed out, but I think Kyler Edwards, Josh Carlton, Fabian White have all been fantastic, and so it looks like Kelvin Sampson and Kellen and the whole group have another team that could be Final Four worthy. So the Houston Cougars, number, uh, number four, UCLA Bruins, Number five, the Duke Blue Devils. All right, I think Coach K, that's just people want to, you know, they want to honor Coach K. Number six, the Arizona Wildcats. God, they've got that new coach. And then Benedict Mathurin, or Mathurin, that, uh, uh, that European player has been unbelievable for them, and they believe now he's going to be a top ten pick in the 2022 NBA draft. Kentucky seven, Purdue eight. Who have we not mentioned yet? <laughs> Number nine, Somebody Kansas. Somebody that's a, yeah, a lot Jay better Hawks. than the ninth Number or tenth. Number ten, Texas Tech Red Raiders. Wow. They've got, they've got Baylor all the way down here at number 11. And I, I guess they're holding against us that we uh, 
We've got some players out with injury. Apparently, L.J. Cryer and Adam Flagler are game-time decisions tomorrow in Kansas. But uh, interestingly, Ken Palm uh, had the Bears ranked number two in the country. Uh, Wow. They have dropped the Bears all the way down to number 11. This is very hurtful, Aaron. And uh, all right, we've got uh, we've got royalty. I love this guy. I love watching this guy play. And his son has now become one of the most coveted recruits, not only for Baylor but a lot of other teams. Uh, we are going to talk to the legendary Baylor running back Derek Lagway. He joins us next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 City Ranch Boot Company has a new location and they can't wait to see you. Choose your skin. Choose your design. Let them create that perfect pair of boots, belt, wallet, or handbag. With over 30 years of leather industry, owner Jay Kelly and his team know their stuff. Design boots for the bride and groom or the entire wedding party. Put your company logo on boots as sales incentive or thank your employees. Incorporate your ranch brand or the name of your ranch as a gift for your family. Bring them in for a lifelong memory. City Ranch Boot Company, custom designed, locally owned, family operated, and Texas made. City Ranch Boot Company brings you a unique experience. Shop off the shelf or design yourself. City Ranch Boot Company, located at 10267 North River Crossing, just off Highway 6 and 185, next to the Joko Building. Call them at 254-855-7225. Find them on Facebook and Instagram, too. Or visit their website, cityranchboot.com. Tickets and sponsorships are now available for the 2022 Texas Sports Hall of Fame Induction Banquet presented by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. The class of 2022 includes Bob Beeman, Chris Bosch, Robert Griffin III, Tony Parker, Carly Patterson, Mike Renfro, Susie Snyder-Eppers, and Stacey Sakura. Meet this year's inductee class on Saturday, March 12th in the base at Extraco Event Center in Waco. To purchase tickets, please visit tshof.org or call 254-756-1633. Your home for Baylor women's basketball is ESPN Central Texas. And a lot of people, when they come in, they'll say, I'm usually much more active, but since I've been in pain, I've had to limit the activities I'm doing. You're listening to Janelle, an arch support specialist at the Good Feet Store. The next step is getting them in the right arch supports. After walking around with the arch supports, they'll feel much freer and lighter. Our goal is to have that long-term change for them to make sure that they're continuing to notice a difference in their life. Try them for yourself with a free fitting at the Good Feet Store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, we've got you covered. Plus, our friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. We have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And we have eight locations across Texas to serve you. Visit us online at ProStarRental.com for more information. ProStar Rental, we make work easier. 
You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at PioneerBoys.com. From the Allen Sam. Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. This is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, we got great news today. Another uh, wonderful sponsor coming on with us. And uh, we just are, uh, we're thrilled. We're thrilled and we appreciate everybody who's been a part of this special snow day um, presentation as we're back on the air. We're knocked off yesterday. And uh, so happy to have a uh, former Baylor running back. And uh, I was just watching one of his runs from the past. And I bet he's seen this a time or two. It's Derek Lagway uh, on the program today. Derek, uh, welcome to the program. What run do you think I'm watching from your past uh, as we uh, as we speak today? Um, that run um, from North Carolina State. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Nineteen ninety-eight hey, was yes, the year. Sir. I think I might have been uh, hanging out at. Uh, I, oh, maybe I was at Baylor Law School. I just finished up and w- had been watching y'all. And that was a ranked NC State team. People think back to then and go, "Oh, Baylor was really rough back then." And it did have some rough seasons, but y'all had some good wins and some near misses, and uh, and that was a good win. Over NC State now, Derek, you you carried about six defenders on your back. Uh, I guess that was was that Odell James, number five, who was handed off to you on that play. Yes, sir. Odell was our quarterback at the time. Yes, sir, number five. Yeah, boy, you hit that hole, and I don't know if there was really much of a hole. Uh, and and that was uh, that was funny. It's funny to hear the. Uh, the uh, announcers, I was just listening to it, and they said that it was like going to the state fair. Some You <laughs> took somebody for a ride. Uh, you you were so amped up after that. Your helmet came off, all of that. We, we, that had to be one of the thrills of your, your college football career. Am I correct? 
Yeah, sure. You, you're correct. It was, it was, it was awesome. You know, play. Um, um, <clears throat> I, I got the ball, you know, and I, you know, I didn't know if I was gonna get it again. I, 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 I broke a couple tackles, and I seen, seen, you know, a little space, and and um, and I, and I ran it for a touchdown. It was awesome. <laughs> for Baylor, yeah. and, and awesome, awesome play. You know that I, that I was able to make. Yeah, yeah. Derek Lagway uh, was on those teams from 97 to 2001. Uh, Y'all went through a series of quarterbacks. Tell me about your recruitment back then, Derek. What were you coming out of Willis High School out there near uh, Conroe outside the uh, Houston area? What, uh, where where were you looking? I know you were, had a a really strong high school career. Um, What, um, what, what were you sort of choosing between or did you know it was going to be Baylor pretty pretty early in in your high school career? Well, actually, I was looking at Texas A and M uh, and UT. Um, I had really thought I was going to UT, and you know, got really got lost in the shuffle of coaches. Uh, coach, um, one of the tight ends coach recruited me there. You know, he had left, um, got another job, or whatever, and got kind of got lost in the shuffle, and. Um, um, Coach Dave Roberts was recruiting me from Notre Dame, and um, I guess when uh, Lou Hoax left there, he he, um, he ended up getting a job at Baylor, and he I guess took his paperwork, you know, all, you know, where he was recruiting me at Notre Dame, and when he got to Baylor, he, he gave me a call, and that's that's kind of how I ended up at Baylor. You know, you had that that, that tough running style of like. Uh... A guy that uh, at A and M at the time was uh, Jamar Toombs, who would run over people and that kind of thing. And then the Baylor had a guy that had been at Notre Dame. Uh, and this might have been right even before you. There's a guy named Lincoln Coleman that played at Baylor for a little bit, and uh, and he had that kind of a bruising style. Did you uh, early in your high school career, Derek? Did you? Were you more elusive? Did you like juking people, or did you always love running to contact? To be honest with you, in high school, I, I kind of juke people, you know. Um, <laughs> when I got to Baylor, um, you know, I went from being a tailback in high school to being a fullback, so I had to gain some weight, you know, get stronger um, to take on all the blocks, you know, being able to block. And so um, when I got to Baylor, I kind of, you know, added that to my game. All right. And what was the uh, uh, what what was the uh, Dave Roberts? You know, your what, the first time you met him, and um, what did you think of that staff? Because that staff, uh, you and I talked off air earlier, wasn't given a lot of time. Although y'all were extremely competitive uh, in some games, but what were your uh, initial impressions of uh, of Dave Roberts when you first met him, and, and what did you uh, what did you think of him? I actually like Dave Roberts a lot, you know. Um, you know, he gave me an opportunity to play college football, you know, he, and he believed in me. Um, and I feel like, you know, you know, Dave would have had a little bit more time. I think the next year would would have been, you know, pretty good. Um, at the time, you know, UT and Oklahoma were about the same, you know. Like my freshman year, we beat um, University of Texas. All right, and and. And and we played Oklahoma that same year, and we um it was a close game at the end, and instead of you know kicking a field goal, tying the game up, we um we went for two, 
and you know we we didn't get it, and so we ended up losing that game, you know, by two points, but uh, uh, <clears throat> about a point, I'm sorry, but you know we had a lot of close games that year, you know we were right there, and I feel like if they had gave him a little bit more time, I think we could have turned it around ourselves. Yeah, talking to Derek Lagway um, about his time at Baylor in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s. And um, by the way, you had uh, Glenn Coy. Remember the pass rusher that Baylor had? And then, of course, I was watching that tape of you running over NC State, and I saw one of the first guys to greet you was uh, a quarterback named Tommy Black. And uh, both those guys were from my high school, Kaufman High School. Uh, (laughs) So, and. uh, uh, I tell you, Glenn may have been before his time. That guy was a uh, he he was you know from an outside linebacker. You know you, they would probably use him differently if he were playing now than they did back then. But boy, he as you remember, Derek, uh, that he he could um, he could he could take over games as a uh, pass rusher. Yes, sir. Man, he was he was awesome. Man, big guy, strong, fast guy, uh, which made me a better player. I had to go against him every day in practice. You know. Um, he he was he was an awesome player, you know. Uh, he, he you know Tommy Black. He was he was a good uh, player also. I think he had got moved uh, to defensive. He was a defensive back. Um, he was quarterback, and I guess he uh, transitioned to a defensive back. Yeah, um, he he was a really good athlete also. Yeah, in in you speaking of great athletes, when you were playing, Odell James became one of the great uh, recruits. In Baylor history, I mean, he was the blue chip of all blue chippers. Do you remember what it was like when you uh, when you first met Odell? And did all of you all as teammates think that? Uh, and I know it for various reasons. Probably, you know, all these coaching changes did not help him at all. But just watching him in practice and and being around him, I think he got hurt as well, from what I remember. But did y'all think Odell was going to end up being one of the the better players in the country? Oh, yes, sir, without a doubt, you know. Uh, coming out of high school, you know, Odell was probably uh, recruited more than any player ever in the state of Texas, you know. Um, and I got to Baylor, man. You kind of consider it a slap in the face. Oh, continue Hello? there. Yeah, yes, go sir. just continue. Yes, sir, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, he was one of the top players, you know. And um, I think, you know, Odell got rushed a little bit. You know, he got injured in high school. And when I got to Baylor, he uh, he was still kind of injured, you know. And so um, I don't think that, he, you know, he just never got a chance to really show his skills, um, his, you know, with the, with the injury. Yeah, yeah. And you had uh, the end of uh, Watson. He was great when he first started. I remember that one of those games, uh, oh, gosh, it might have been Missouri. Baylor was down 28 nothing at halftime, and you all came all the way back. And I think that game went to overtime. But uh, that, that, that was really cool to watch you guys back then. Derek Lagway joining us. Derek, it's got to be fun. Your son is now become, for the 2024 class, one of the top quarterback recruits in the country. Holds offers from Baylor, Texas A&M. Um, I, would, I would guess that but with social media and everything, you know, back then it was like Max Emfinger and a couple of <laughs> – there were like two or three people that followed recruiting. Now – it's like hundreds upon hundreds of people who track all this. Are are you having fun with it? Is DJ overwhelmed by it? What what's this been like watching your son uh, uh, become such a coveted recruit? Well, it's it's definitely fun, you know, to see, 
I know all the hard work that my son has put in, you know. And so to see him getting better each year, you know, um, see things, you know, happening for him, um, he definitely deserves it. He, he works every day, you know. Um, and it, it's, it's, it's totally different on the recruiting for sure, you know. So. Yeah, yeah, well. You know, between Twitter and, and uh, everybody weighing in, all the experts and, oh, this many, you know, stars. Uh, now it's been long enough, Derek, you can tell people you were a four-star uh, running back, okay? Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, they, they wouldn't I know think, if I was not. <laughs> I think you can be a four-star. I think that would be uh, I think that would be just fine uh, at this at this point, what is um, – uh, now, DJ, you know, obviously you came up as a, as a tailback and, uh, and were a really good running back. Wh- what age did he start really uh, – a lot of times great athletes play quarterback these days. And, uh, yes, but in, in, this, in this case, it just seemed like, you know, it wasn't just one of those, well, let's put the best athlete there. He's really progressed and has become, uh, even at a young age, a pretty mature uh, uh, thrower of the football. What do you attribute that to? Have you had him working with folks from the time he was really young, or or where has that come from? Well, I worked with him um, all the way up, you know, from probably about five to about eleven, twelve, you know, somewhere in there. And then uh, we had Michael Bishop, uh, who's played for uh, Kansas State. Yeah, he spent a lot of he, he, in junior high. He worked with DJ a lot, and. Uh, so that you know helped help DJ get over the hump, and then we um, got a, another trainer named JP Tillman. That's who we work with now, and that's 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 been awesome. You know, in the, in the last year, man, he's helped my son so much. It's it's, it's ridiculous. You know, I'm I'm very thankful of him for him. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, uh, we're all kind of loving watching uh, Willis High School, what he's doing, and everything. Do you? Um, do do you feel the tug? I mean, do you is, does he have uh, some old, some good uh, Baylor T-shirts and that kind of thing that you've you've passed along to him? Or are you uh, are you just going to let him keep a complete open mind on all this? Well, of course, you know I'm a Baylor bear. You know I always <laughs> you know try to push him that direction. You know, but at the at the end, you know I gotta do what's best for my son. You know, uh, he you know I'm gonna help him make the decision. You know. Uh, but it's going to, you know, be his decision. You know, he, he got to be happy. Um, you know, Baylor, Baylor recruiting him, you know, very well. Um, Coach Bell got a great relationship with DJ. Um, yeah. They talk all the time. And so I'm thankful of that, you know. Um, you know, uh, uh, you know I'm a Baylor Bear, so, you know. I'm, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's going to, um, you know, be his decision. Well, it's kind of nice that Sean played quarterback, uh, you know, just a couple of years after you finished and played at Baylor. So, you know, he, obviously he has a great vantage point. But, uh, uh, he's going to have all sorts of opportunities. Uh, Derek, do you kind of wish the NIL was around when you were playing? <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> – Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't, you know? Uh, Dude. I mean, playing college football, it's a hard task in itself, you know. I mean, you spend a lot of time, you know, yeah. practicing – um, your body get all beat up, you know. Um, yeah. I mean, that, you know, it would be nice, you know. But you know. <laughs> do uh, by the way, back then some schools were already doing that. They just didn't. It wasn't legalized back then, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think so. <laughs> Not sure, you know. 
Uh, I'm, I'm pretty well, sure it was happening back then, you know. Yeah, yeah. Does that come up in recruiting much? Like with DJ, do schools already bring up the NIL and you know some of the programs they have? Does that uh, do they bring it up much, or does he do they not talk about it that much? No, they don't really talk about it much. You know, um, they just you know they 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 let you know you, you know your your child be well taken care of. Um, but as far as bringing it up, no, I don't. You know, it's it's. They don't bring it up, you know. I mean, we see about it, you know, every day on, on within the media, you know, yeah. Twitter, and and so we we know it's there, you know, and but as far as them bringing it up, no, sir, they don't, you know. Yeah, well, I uh, I certainly, Derek, uh, really enjoyed watching you play back in the day, and it's been fun. To, uh, I started seeing about a year or two ago, you know, your son starts showing up, and I'm like, Lagway. I wonder, and of course, I immediately found out. That was your son, and so, uh, yeah. Baylor people are uh, are uh, yeah. No pressure at all, uh, Derek. Uh, <laughs> that ba- Baylor people are hoping DJ shows up. But again, it's pretty neat to see so many offers and so much uh, interest. And uh, obviously, y'all have done an amazing job with him. So congratulations on all that. And uh, hopefully, he wins a couple of state titles. You know what they'll try to do, Derek, is get you to. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we uh, enjoyed visiting with you, and I uh, hope to get you to see him uh, in person at one of these games uh, in the coming years. Yes, sir. That'll be a blessing. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, glad to have you. We need to get you make sure that you're in there at the uh, at the Letter Winners Lounge, Derek. That's a okay. that's a fun place to hang out. Yep, they would love to see you, Walter Abercrombie, another great Baylor running back. He loves having all the former players, so need to make sure you're in there hanging out before games and all that kind of stuff. Thank you, Derek. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Appreciate you having me. Thank you. You you bet. There he goes. Derek Lagway, who played for Baylor 1997 to 2001. And if you've been watching Baylor for a long time, you remember he was a bruising runner. And a lot of those players had to deal with Dave Robertson and Kevin Steele and it was a horrible era in terms of wins and losses, but you had some great players that were actually on some of those teams. I mentioned some of them, and, and a lot of people remember Derek because, uh, I mean, he, he left. Uh, and then there was another back not long after that named Paul Mosley. Uh, no relation, uh, but uh, Paul was, I think, number 17. And, boy, he would run over you too. They had some really – fun and, and uh, entertaining running backs. Uh, I think uh, Clifton Rubin might have been another one around that time, but uh, boy, they had some bruising backs in that era of Baylor football. All right, it's uh, snow days. Love doing some snow day radio. You're home. Everybody's warm in front of the fire. It's Fireside Chats with the Matt Mosley Show, and we're going to get you ready. Of course, we got uh, big-time basketball coming up tonight with the, uh, uh, the, t- the Texas women in town. We'll hear a little bit from Nikki Collin and react to it all next. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Friday Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, we'll look ahead at the weekend in Baylor Athletics, including basketball tonight in the Farrell Center and acrobatics and tumbling with their spring opener. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. 
When we moved to Texas, we were like fish out of water. We didn't know anyone in our neighborhood until our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent came to the house. She was so helpful and reassuring, a friendly face with that Texan hospitality I'd heard about. When we purchased a Texas Farm Bureau insurance policy, we knew we were making the right choice. We knew our family would be protected. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to find an insurance agent who's a true neighbor. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. There is women's basketball tonight in the Farrell Center. The ninth-ranked Baylor women hosting 13th-ranked Texas, a game postponed from earlier in the season. On the air at 6.30, tip-off at 7 tonight right here on ESPN Central Texas. Television tonight on ESPN2. Then the Bears and the Lady Longhorns turn around and play in Austin Sunday afternoon at 3. Meanwhile, the 8th-ranked Baylor men on the road at number 10 Kansas tomorrow. 2.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 3 p.m. tip-off tomorrow for the Bears and the Jayhawks from Allen Fieldhouse. Also this weekend, Baylor Equestrian competes in Stillwater against Oklahoma State. Track runs at the Charlie Thomas Invitational in College Station. And Acrobatics and Tumbling, the six-time defending national champions, open their schedule at home Saturday at 5 against Mary Harden Baylor. Here's A&T head coach Felicia Mulkey on if there's added pressure going for national title number seven. I don't think it's added. I think we feel it every year. And we, what we do is we try not to put any pressure on ourselves um, because and just focus on us. I feel like everybody else focuses on us, so we're just going to focus on us too, you know. So um, our goal every day, we try to get a little bit better every day. And I always say to ad nauseum, right, we're going to peak at the right time. But I feel like our goal is at the end of the year, will everybody say, man, I would do that again. And then we might accidentally win. But our goal is to, like, make it so much fun. And it sounds so cheesy, but why would we do it if it wasn't fun? So our goal, I feel like, yeah, we're going to try to win a national championship for sure. But day-to-day, our goal is to get a little bit better, laugh, enjoy each other, and, you know, make a great experience out of it. And then get after it when we, you know, when we have to. And we're going to. Felicia Mulkey and Acrobatics and Tumbling in action tomorrow at 5 in the Farrell Center hosting Mary Harden Baylor. Also, women's tennis hosting Washington State tomorrow at 1. They will host Tyler Junior College Sunday at 2. Men's tennis with a doubleheader on Sunday, Idaho State at 11, Incarnate Word at 6. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. Talk to you tomorrow from Lawrence, Kansas, and have more Monday. I'm John Morris.
Game time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. The Real Texas Gun Show, Saturday, February 6th and Sunday, February 7th at the Harker Heights Event Center off Edwards Drive. The Real Texas Gun Show, proud to be the place where small mom-and-pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at the show. Variety at the show is extensive, and oftentimes if they don't have it, they don't make it. The Real Texas Gun Show. More than just guns, you'll find ammo, hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, collectibles, and so much more. The Real Texas Gun Show, February 5th. 9 to 5, February 6, from noon to 4 at the Harker Heights Event Center. How are you feeling today? More than an empty question, it's a real reminder to reach out to coworkers, friends, family, and neighbors. Remind them to get the care they need. Someone you know may be delaying important emergency care, chronic care, or emotional care. At Ascension Providence, appointments are available now with strict precautions in place for your safety and our care. Ask about virtual visits. The ER at Ascension Providence Hospital is open 24-7. Get the care you need at GetProvidenceCare.com. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, we've got you covered. Plus, our friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. We have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And we have eight locations across Texas to serve you. Visit us online at ProStarRental.com for more information. ProStar Rental, we make work easier. Here at La Fiesta, our recipe for being happy and stress-free is a bowl of chili con queso and a plate of enchiladas or steaming fajitas. Pick some up on your way home so you don't have to cook. Order online at LaFiesta.com. Call ahead or dine in and get any of your La Fiesta favorites. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Located in Waco at 3815 Franklin Avenue. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina, where passion is our most important ingredient. LaFiesta.com. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 Love it. Love the Doobie Brothers. Uh, it is um, Matt Mosley's show. ESPN Central Texas. As you gather by the fire, the families, hope everybody's safe out there. And uh, Aaron braved it, made it, made his way in, and uh, Tom did some really good work earlier. We had to uh, fill in for for John Morris because John was on a flight to. They got to get to Kansas. I think they were going to land in maybe Kansas City and then drive over or whatever. But the good news is, people in that part of the country are a little more used to cold weather, so they'll have all the proper things on the ground and they'll be fine. Uh, but for they were going, you know, they usually fly out of Waco. For some reason, they couldn't do that because the weather, I guess. And then Dallas wasn't going to work. So they decided to, I guess, bus to Austin and fly out of there. The, so the men, and they've got the, uh, the game against Kansas tomorrow. And you'll hear that right here on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, and tonight, of course, at 630 will be the pregame, 7 o'clock 
the uh, the, the the tip off, and this is uh, this is a big this is a big one for the women coming off a, a tough loss. We we were off the air yesterday because of all the weather and everything, the weather event, and that was uh, that, again twice now they've lost. Uh, they're five and three in conference, and two of the losses have come to Oklahoma. And both of them were just kind of last-minute or, or late collapses. That's probably not the kind word to use, but, I mean, they, they uh, played really well um, against uh, OU and, and were able to uh, at, in Norman. And then in the, in the fourth quarter, they got outscored like 22-12 to 12 in this game. Had a, had a nice big lead in the first half. I mean, up by 12 or 14, whatever it was in the first half. I mean, I, I you know, I think this team is capable of burying other teams. But then there's just a, there'll be like a five or six minute drought. Uh, there's too many turnovers. And Oklahoma has shown that they can climb back in a game. Texas Tech climbed back in a game against the, against the women. These teams will fight you. And, um, and they had a six-point lead with about two and a half minutes to go against OU, and OU came back and uh, won the game. Now, there was some controversy because OU, and again, I don't know every bit of the detail. I read to Waco Trib, uh, Chad Conine, you know, his story indicated, boy, that um, Oklahoma needed to get its stuff together, that they didn't leave and they didn't leave themselves enough time. They put Baylor in a bad situation, and they and they – didn't get out the day before. I, the way I've heard it is that they did try to get out the day before from a flight standpoint. It didn't work out. And then maybe they did wait too late to get on the road uh, Wednesday. And then, of course, they got caught in traffic coming through Dallas in the bus. And then they had to warm up on the bus. And the game, instead of starting at 7, it started at 7.45. Now, did Baylor, should Baylor have said, no, you're going to forfeit? Or what? I don't even know what ability Baylor had to do they what they did is they accommodated OU and OU the, the new coach Baransic uh, was very uh, uh, I think grateful for that I think Baylor from what I could tell listening to coach Collins comments were, were a little frustrated that they kept having to get updates oh we're going to be 30 minutes later I mean these are tough things especially when you've got a big crowd you're expecting and hoping and then you got bad weather moving in and as the game got started later and later as it got pushed back and it ended up starting at about 7:45, well by then a lot of the crowd had decided to stay home and you understand that and I felt bad for Nikki because she, there she was on Twitter trying to encourage people to come out think you know the weather was supposed to maybe not start till three in the morning but again I don't blame people come on I mean I, I get it it's we're not used to this. We don't get much of this freezing weather, and I understand that people were a little worried about everything. I get it, okay? It, it's What I don't understand is I wish they could have just – it was supposed to be family night, and then, of course, all these giveaways are tonight. With all this mess that has moved in, I, I just wish Baylor had moved all that back, just said, okay, we're, gonna, we're still going to play these games, but we're going to do all this fun stuff for some other games. Now, I don't – maybe sometimes – when you have sponsors tied to all these things, it's probably hard to do that. It's probably hard to change. So, anyway, it's just very frustrating when you have all these uh, rally towels, the gold towels, the gold out. You're all excited. You're going to have a big crowd. And then you don't get started on time, and the weather chases everybody off. 
So it makes for bad optics because you have a bunch of empty seats with all these gold towels. What I hope is, Aaron, that we grabbed all those towels and we can have another gold out, okay, when we actually can get some fans into the arena. I hope we grabbed I hope somebody didn't go in there and, and just grab up all the towels that was there. I know they didn't. So I'm sure we were able to conserve all that. Nikki was extremely um, – I don't know. I don't. I don't know if anger is the right word. I mean, she was just disappointed and really uh, frustrated. It sounded like the other night. I thought it was a fascinating uh, post game. You know, and I, some some of the times, you know, you you hear stuff from coaches and post games, and it's coach speak, and you're like, oh, whatever. But this was this was a Nikki Collin that that I think was thought that uh, that, that got some. Bad calls. I mean, I don't know. Big 12 may be calling her up with some a fine. But I, I, I think since we didn't have a show yesterday, we need to play some of this, and then we're going we're gonna to react to it because I have some different thoughts on, uh, on what Nikki came up with here. Um, I understand why she was upset. And, um, and I, but there's also some things. One thing before we even listen to this, Aaron, and you were watching the game, I did not – I, I'm, there's just some things that happened down the stretch. I, I would have wanted Nalissa, it's always easy to say, but with six seconds left, getting it in at, at midcourt, um, I would want Nalissa or Sarah to have the ball touch their hands. Um, is it, did OU prevent that from happening? Maybe so. Maybe so. Maybe they were over guard. I don't know. But I, you just can't count on, especially with, with Jordan. Jordan's a really good player. But that's a tough ask. You know, she's got to dribble in there, try to take a shot, and then I think Nikki felt like she was fouled. I really need another look at that play because I didn't see it on replay. Aaron, you were watching the game and, and everything. Did, did you feel like was that a hack in, in your mind uh, at the end of that game? Uh, I'm honestly the same as you. I saw it in real time, and I, I saw the miss, but I did – I would have to look at it again because I really wasn't, you know, I really. Yeah, they didn't give us a replay for people watching that on ESPN Plus. I, I don't. They it's just an interesting deal. I don't remember getting to see a replay of it really. I, I don't I either. Saw the, uh, uh, and I wanted to see a replay, and then I, I thought Brooke Bednarz did a nice job because it's always interesting when you lose a game like that, and then. Uh, then they had to cancel the family night post game, whatever they were going to do. It just ended up being kind of a mess. Well, you got a chance now. You got a chance with uh, with with the Texas women coming into town to uh, to to make up for that. And uh, you got you got a two game stretch here. But we didn't get to hear this yesterday. I, I wanted people to hear because this was a really interesting post game press conference from Nikki Collin. I want, to, I want folks to be able to hear it, and then we'll react to it a little bit. Uh, here is Nikki Collin in the aftermath of that gut-wrenching loss to Oklahoma the other night. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought uh, Jordan had a wide-open three. Jamie had a wide-open three. Um, you know, we, we, we got good looks at the rim, like even um, – even on the foul with with Queen, I just I had told him before the game, you you got to be in three point play mode against them. Like they're smaller, um, they're gonna reach and grab and slap, and they 
they did. They, they reached and they grabbed and they slapped um, and they hit us all night long. And I said, you just, you, you, you got to play up through contact and you got to get three point plays because they're just not going to call it every time. And, you know, but even if she makes two foul shots, you know, now all of a sudden we're in that last situation where we're playing that last possession with nothing to lose in a tie game. So, you know, we, we, we missed too many foul shots um, in this game. Um, we missed open threes when we needed to, um, the way they played us. Um, you know, Queen being in foul trouble in the second half um, certainly made us a little bit more of a perimeter-heavy team. Um, We just weren't very good. We just weren't very good. Hustle. Yeah. Well, I mean, some of that, I, I always look at it as, um, we didn't shoot the basketball very well. So there was more defensive rebounds to have. So how many offensive rebounds did they have? I thought we battled back. I mean, they had five team offensive rebounds because we didn't grab the ball in crowds, um, you know, or it gets tied up and then it's their ball. And so, you know, it, um, you know, and look, we got fouled all night long, all night long. We got fouled. Um, and, you know, that just, um, you know, I, I tried to stay off the officials in the second half, but, um, you know, I mean, they went over our back. Um, they slapped when we grabbed balls, um, you know, and, and you know, the, the, the whistle wasn't the same at both ends. I mean, um, you know, so I thought the last play, Jordan Lewis should have been shooting two foul shots to win the game, period, period, explanation point, um, because they'd gotten the same call on that drive with Kelby um, earlier um, within the last two minutes of the game. Um, they got it uh, multiple times with Kelby driving in there and leaning backwards and, and throwing the shot up. So um, I just I just think that that whistle should have been blown right there. It is Mosley show, <laughs> and uh, that was uh, that was Nikki Collin, and uh, uh, lots to lots to go there, and, and then she got yeah. into. Um, some some interesting thoughts on the travel in Oklahoma and what that was like, and um, it was uh, that was really um, an interesting uh, discussion the other day. And I, I don't know. I, again, I, I talked about it. I, I don't know if if I think Baylor tried to be extremely gracious. I think OU. Thank them for that and appreciated that. I think in the end, what Nikki, the point she went on to make is that they got to come in there uh, almost loosey-goosey like we have nothing to lose because we've been on a bus, warming up on a bus, and showed up late. And that it was a, uh, it ended up being almost a tougher thing for Baylor. Now, I didn't, I don't understand that completely because I, I know it's hard to know exactly when you're going to play. But I, to me, starting a game, if you're there at the arena and, and you have to start the game 45 minutes later, I, to me it shouldn't be the end of the world. Uh, the Bears went out and, and still played well enough and had a great performance from Sarah. And Alyssa played like she always does, you know, nine, 19 points, 12 rebounds. It really comes down to 
Uh, and, and it was funny, we talked to Craig Way earlier in the program today that in his mind, Nalissa and Queen Egbo always show up against, uh, against Texas. He made the point that Texas has lost 25 of the last 26. I mean, I hadn't even looked at that recently to realize it was that bad that Texas had, had I think the losing streaks at 11. In fact, we had a Schmaltz's trivia question contest on that. Karen Austin finally won a game uh, against the Bears in 2017. All right. Now, again, I, I think this has to drive Nikki, uh, Coach Collin, nuts that every conversation around losing or winning has to do with, oh, my gosh, they've got a million-year streak and they haven't lost, they haven't this and that. I get it, but it's what she took. It's the job she took. It, it's not a um, – this is a extremely difficult ask to follow Kim Mulkey at Baylor, and I think she understands that. And, I, and, I, and what she needs is time – she, in the future, she's got McDonald's All-Americans coming in. I think she's doing a great job recruiting. And, by the way, they still have some great players on this team. Uh, it's just having to handle all the weird stuff that comes along with a program that has had years and years of huge success. She's going to be fine. But I think sometimes it gets to her. And the other night it did. And I think one of the things you can't do – is get into this thing of, well, you know, like blaming it on the, the bus being late and all this kind of stuff. I, I, listen, they showed up. Both teams were ready to go. And, and Baylor, again, had a late lead, and they let it get away from them. It's frustrating. I get it. They've had two, two of the three losses in the Big 12 they should have won because they had OU on the ropes after three quarters and losing Norman, and they had OU on the ropes with like two minutes left the other night up by six, and they dropped that one. They got to close the deal. And, of course, every time you lose, it's the end of the world because Baylor never loses in women's basketball, and they haven't for many, many years. They got a great chance. They got a great opportunity here, though, because here comes Vic Schaefer in Texas, and I honestly think – if Baylor is focused and do what they need to do tonight, they could run Texas off the court. I really think they have that kind of opportunity to do that. When they shoot and everybody's making shots, they they make it extremely tough on opposing teams. So we'll see. They got the game tonight, and then, of course, they got the game Sunday, the rare two out of three uh, type situation, two games in three nights, three days against the University of Texas. All right, we are back now with our dismount. We have to say good night. That is next. Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball all season long on ESPN Central Texas. It's the first of two between Baylor and Texas women's basketball this Friday in the Farrell Center. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 7 p.m. tip-off. Friday. This season, join Derek Smith and Sophia Young Malcolm for Baylor Women's Basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready, we are ready. That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. We're on it with case construction equipment, equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable. 
case equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is. Hey, this is Tom Barfield with ESPN Central Texas, and I just love the guys over at Rooftop Innovations. Is your roof ready for the winter storm? It will be if you call the highly trained and knowledgeable team of professionals at Rooftop Innovations. If you're unsure about your roof, call Rooftop Innovations today, 254-730-ROOF. That's 254-730-7663. Oh, get this. They have a satisfaction guarantee on all their roofs. Rooftop Innovations, where they put your roof above everything else. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. The thing about having a naked truck is that you get exposed for the equipment you don't have. Take, for example, your rear end. If you don't have anything back there, you're exposed about what you don't have, and that's a life. However, if you cover that rear end with a hitch, you're telling the world, hey, I got a little junk in my uh, bed, and I'm ready to pull something. A camper, RV, boat, trailer, jet skis, heck, even a bike rack. A hitch says, I have a life beyond driving my truck to and from work. And Pickup Outfitters is the place to get a hitch for your truck, SUV, van, even some cars. We sell and install just about any kind of hitch you need. Receiver hitches from light to heavyweight to pull just about anything. And gooseneck hitches and fifth wheels when you're ready to pull the heavy stuff. And don't forget trailer and brake controller wiring. It's so important to have wiring professionally and correctly installed by the pros at Pickup Outfitters. So it's time to cover that gaping hole in the rear end of your truck with a hitch installed by Pickup Outfitters. Check us out online at createacommotion.com. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixins. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. The Big 12 Shootaround. Weekdays at 5.50 on ESPN Central Texas. Sell your home in five days. The brokerage house guarantees they will sell your home in five days or less, or they will buy it for a price you agree upon prior to listing your home. They're your connection to buyers from not only around Central Texas, but also nationally. If you're going to sell your home, there's only one real estate agent you should trust, and that's Aaron Ryan at the Brokerage House Realtors. Aaron has a proven marketing system that is known to generate offers above market value and multiple offers. For more information, visit 5daystosow.com that's 5daystosow.com stay close the dismount with matt mosley is coming up at ubo business services we are brand agnostic we support many different brands but only the best products from each provider our analysts favor flexible systems that don't leave you locked into a one brand technology solution being flexible allows your organization to stay nimble and take advantage of the latest emerging technologies. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show. It is the dismount. We've got to say goodnight to you. I want to say you're 30 minutes away from the pregame show. And um, I, I was kind of monitoring what our uh, what the Baylor men were doing as they were flying. Um, again, I don't, I don't always know if our man uh, John 
is with the team or he's on his own sometimes, but he, uh, I did hear from him. He was, he was in Topeka. So obviously they've made it into Kansas and uh, are making their way to, uh, to Lawrence, spend the night and then have a big game tomorrow at Fog. Now, I, I kind of, you know, there. I think Kansas is, that's a, it's a good team, but Kentucky went in there and just absolutely handed it to them at Fog Allen. It's an extremely tough place to play, but the Bears, in you know, um, are coming off a win there, and that uh, that and it was a season when we still had before COVID had taken over. The, you know, that was the year they didn't even get to have the NCAA tournament, but that was the year Baylor finally broke through and won at Fog Allen Fieldhouse. Now, I, I think uh, once you. Once you break through, it becomes a little easier. It's always tough to win there, but Kentucky just put it on them. Now, what we'll have to see is if uh, uh, if Ajabi um, and uh, Remy Martin, Remy Martin, is that right? Anyway, two of their top players, especially Ochai Ajabi, he's a he's a great player, maybe the best player in the Big 12, and he's been out with some COVID protocol situation. They went to Iowa State the other night to play. I believe that was on Tuesday night, and he did not play. Uh, we don't know if he'll be ready for the game tomorrow or not. I, I Baylor's gonna has prepared as if he and Remy will both play, and we'll see how they are. Uh, earlier, I jumped on a Zoom call today with uh, Scott and uh, also uh, Kendall uh, got on there. Kendall Brown, uh, Aaron, I don't know if you saw this. This was kind of interesting. Kendall Brown got named to the watch list for for uh, the Julius Irving Small Forward Award that goes out every year. So that was kind of interesting. I mean, he's obviously having a nice year as a freshman. There's a chance he'll leave us to go in the NBA. But I thought that was a great honor for him. Okay, Aaron, enjoyed it with you. Thanks for making it in through all the muck and the mire and we loved uh, being on with you today have a great weekend stay safe everybody and we will see you monday at four o'clock good night this is the spectrum big 12 shoot around a daily look inside big 12 conference basketball now here's the voice of the bears Hi everybody it's time for a check of big 12 basketball today's spectrum big 12 shoot around Coming up, we'll look at tomorrow's full schedule of games in the Big 12 Conference, including a top 10 matchup in Lawrence between Baylor and KU. That's straight ahead on today's Spectrum Big 12 Shootaround. Hey folks, John Morris for the Bruner Auto family. If you're thinking about a Chevrolet, Chrysler, Buick, Dodge, GMC, Jeep, K2, 